What does it mean to be alive? Well, for, for nearly everybody. And um, um, I assume for you too. Being alive probably means having all the things you desire, living a fulfilled life, and um, um, I suppose having a predictable kind of death. And this is standard stuff, really. No, everybody wants, wants to have money. Um, everybody wants to um, to die old. Um, I mean, people say they, they want to die when they're still strong. But it just means that they want to die comfortably. So, um, so is that what life means? Is that what life do really is about? Uh, well, you, you can answer this question and say, oh, okay, everybody has specific ideas about what life is meant to be for them and um no two people can have similar ideas but um if you if you take a look at it critically you you have you have to ask a very important question how much of the the, um, the ideas with which i I live my life. How much is it, how much of it originates from myself? Um, the idea that I'm gonna get married at a particular age, the idea that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna own I'm gonna own things. That, um, how much of it is from me? How much of it is not? Um, how much of it is not negative? Psyop, essentially, um, looking at other people and deciding. Oh, you know, I don't I don't want. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm scared of ending up like this, so I'm, I'm going to try to be the other way. You know, I'm, I'm scared of ending up poor, so I'm, I'm going to try to be um, rich. I'm scared of, um, of dying early, so I'm going to try, um, I'm going to try to live, um, very, live very safely. I'm scared of, how much of, how much of the things that you are, how much of the things that you hold there, is really what you want and not what you are afraid of not wanting. Do you know who you are? Have you ever sat down to find out? Who am I? Really, from on the inside, who am I? What do I really want when I'm, when I'm not scared of anything? When I'm not scared of anything at all, what's inside? Then what's left? That's um, that's the impetus for this um episode and really the entire podcast. Um, it's called Ndu. Ndu means life in the Igbo language, and um, what we're going to be doing is exploring, um really what it means to be alive and how in so many ways we're not alive we're living a shadow of ourselves do you know who you are really have you asked yourself who am i this is fancy coming from um just listening to a podcast or listening to um, somebody, a stranger, an internet stranger talking about. Because you don't have to do the work. You want to you wanna hear it. You want to hear someone say, 
ask you if you know who you are and you want to just get past it just like you are doing now <clears throat> but really have you asked yourself have you ever asked yourself who am i if you ever did probably think you, you probably will come up with a name and say oh, okay i am this name and as i say oh that's nonsense that's just um, a few letters everybody changes names so that's not who you are fine so who are you and then um, you're going to come and say, oh, you know what, I'm a tall guy. I was born by this person. But that's not who you are. Because anybody can be born by anybody. Who are you really? And then you say, um, okay, I'm a tall guy. Um, a tall guy who likes fish. And um, like, um, I mean, who eats rice. And um, um, I'm... Um, I'm a, I'm a lady who likes... Uh, well, you're just describing the things you like and the things you don't like. If you were born in China, then those would be different. So who are you um, outside the things you like and the things you um, you believe and um, the things that... Um, the labels that you attach yourself to? Uh, when you ask this question, really, when you really ask this question, you come up with very interesting results. And the the long and short of it is that there's no point at which you are not um, a series of combinations, a series of um, likes and dislikes, a series of labels. You are you are like you need to imagine a madman um, moving in the streets, gathering property and pulling to himself. Um, but in a world where everybody is doing the same thing, then nobody is mad, right? Because you need a sin, a person who thinks he's sane to call another person a mad person. So um, essentially, that's what we're that's what we're all doing. That's what you are doing. You're gathering properties and adding to yourself in order to make yourself feel good. In order to um feel a sense of um growth, you are taking that course online. Um, um in order to skill up, in order to feel like, oh, I am no longer just um, a learner. I'm now a bigger person. You are, um, you you literally do anything to disc- just to make sure you don't know who you are. You are willing to go the longest miles. You just want to keep piling things up. If you, ha- you some people their their fancy is with you know cars, expensive cars and jewelry, and uh, you know money, uh, whatever it is. You just want to keep patching and patching. And covering and kicking up and hiding, and um, yeah, the whole gambit is just so you do, you don't know who you are, just so you don't take that journey inwards, just so you don't find out who really am I, who am I? Sometimes we um we observe other people's behaviors, and um we have opinions about them, and we say. Oh, you know what? Um, a guy acts strange. A guy, and then um, we're judging that person from our perspective. We forget that as long as it doesn't concern us directly, we uh, it's it's then it becomes a clash of opinions because there's no outside of, of authority 
besides what works between two people when they're having a conversation, nothing else matters besides what's the shared meaning from which you are drawing the communication um, resources that you're using to communicate. So, um, having seen that there's no outside authority, then, then why do you act the way you do? And then um, from where do you, from what high horse, what gives you the impetus to look at someone else and judge and say, oh, you know, they're acting strange. <laughs> that, um, I mean, that, that implies something very simple, that you think that the way you know how to act is better than the way that they're currently acting or that the way they know how to act. And it's a trap because um, more often than not, we like to validate ourselves by pushing other people down. It's a, it's a very self-reflective question when someone asks you who is mad. We are, it's, you, you can stand off on one side and look at someone else and say, oh, oh you know what, that guy is mad. Well, that's because the set of rules that you're operating by seems sin to you, but mad to the other person. That's why um, Christians can take a Bible and call on God. And totally look down on Muslims <laughs> who go to the um, who go to the, the mosque with a Quran, with a Quran and call on God. It's the same God they're calling on to. It's um, and in fact the Bible is the Bible is the Quran and the Bible have mostly semantic differences besides the new books and. Um, um, worship is worship. They, they both sing sing worship songs. They both they both are praying that their lives go better than it currently is. Yet one each thinks that the um what they're doing is better than what the other person is doing, and so they there is no base or grounding for respecting. Um, there's no reason for why. Well, um, I respect the Muslim or, or I the Christian respect the Muslim or I the Muslim respect the Christian because because um, from one angle I am sin and you are mad and from the other angle I am sin and you are mad so um, everybody's pointing fingers at everybody but nobody's really looking inside and saying why am I trying to um, why am I trying to Make this other person out to be wrong. Why do I think I have a monopoly on the on the right answer? More, more often than not, people who think that they have a monopoly on the right answer, um, we go around looking for people who they can um, con into believing them. Um, or we will accepting their answers to be the one and ultimate uh, and then they're going to rely rely on popularity or the numbers just look at society that's the entire foundation on which 
the whole thing is built on um every single thing from from the government to the school all the structures look alike there's always a head who thinks on what he knows is better than what every other person can bring to the table even if your business is trying to make my life better you think you know better about how you know best about how to make my life better than me who you are serving look at look at the universities sofa houses look at um look at um churches look at schools secondary schools private schools public schools look at look at even countries look at how countries are run and operated um the entire thing is just a a, a an mlm scheme <laughs> a, a a train or a chain of people who who just want who, who want to tell you what to believe who want to tell you who you are who want to tell you they it's like they have a um they're trying to convince you not only that they are they know what is best for you but that what you think is best for you is wrong and um it's a really bad thing if you become an adult and you don't see this as a child we become blank and we have to learn the dance of our of our parents our parents introduce us to the outer outer world by teaching us what is right and wrong but uh like the bible says when you become a as a child you did things of a child when you become an adult you put away the things of a child when you become an adult you have the responsibility of raising yourself anybody who has done the work of raising themselves understands what i'm talking about you need to reevaluate the things that you believe in you need to reevaluate the people who you listen to you need to reevaluate the things you accept the things you listen to what kind of information you you um um assimilate um what kind of entertainment you it's a it's a kind of going inside and trying to find out the things that you have decided to store inside yourself how many of them give you nourishment how many of them give you life how many of them are rooted in who you want to be who you are if you've never done this you are a child you are as you are there's no difference between you're basically operating on on software that your parents wrote for you you are um stuck with the code that you that um was written into you as a child and you've never really looked around life you are in the womb you are not yet born psychologically and take my word for it if you don't do it it's just you're going to live a life and your heart is going to be a gaping hole and you go around asking where, where is it all wrong I, I i did everything correctly i did everything that they asked that they told me i had to do correctly i i i played the, this game according to all the rules where did where did it all go wrong so um a lot of times um what we do is we we 
blindside ourselves by you know covering our eyes with the things that we acquire so um so um it might be property um it might be money it might be even attachments a um a, a new girlfriend um it, it might it, it can be anything whatever gives us pleasure um we blindside ourselves using these things um just so that the inside person is um covered and doesn't find a voice and um the reason why some of this happens is we are, we are scared of breaking away from the norm we're scared of um we're scared of everything really we're scared of what our parents will say we're scared of what our siblings will say we think and even if we say we're not scared of what they we think well we're scared of what we we think um um our parents our siblings everybody around us they contribute to our identity so really who we are is not um we we have no say in who we are we we are just like machines brought up um to want specific things and to want to fulfill specific desires for other people so it's it's not uncommon in this part of the world to meet people who are living for their parents who just take a, make career choices for their parents who um make marriage choices even down to the point of who they get married to and this is a partner that they are picking that they're going to live with for the the rest of their lives they choose to defect that choice to their parents um to um and, and you see it's a kind of attachment it's an attachment that um they can't let go of because because they 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 are addicted to just being on that high side of life they ne- they never come to the center where trying to find out why they do the things they do because it's hard work instead just keep making the people around you happy and then they make you they they when you see them happy then you're happy in return and it's it's a normal thing for people to say oh you know when my parents are happy I'm happy or when my wife is happy I'm happy but if you're living for anybody else other than yourself, then you're setting yourself up for an accident in the future. A very massive accident that's gonna that's gonna um uproot um everything that you hold there and, and take your happiness from you. Essentially, you need to find out what are the things that you are running away from by choosing not to do the things that you want to do. By choosing not to live the life that you want to live, what are you running away from? What is it? What's that thing that that's going to hurt you so much? If you decide to say no to everybody in your life and decide and pick this particular thing and stick by it, even if your 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 life, if it even if it means that your life is on the line, and um, if you say, oh, you know what? Um, that's not how how to live. I mean, you need people in this life. Then I say you're just making making up excuses for why you want to just keep remaining tethered to people and never really take control of your life. Problems are solutions if you know how to see them correctly. This is not motivational speed talk. Um, this is facts. There's no solution that has ever come without there being a problem first.
no matter how huge the problem is. And um, there's two possible paths it takes. You either find out that um, something is a problem until you find out that it's not a problem or that it's, um, it's already on the way to being solved. Usually the first step to solving it is finding out how to solve it in the first place. Because um, to find out that it's already be, um, on the way to being solved is the same thing as finding out how to solve it because the problem always presents the first step. It always gives you the first hand into solving, into solving it. The problem is like a guide. It's like an arrow to what is next to be solved in your life. So um, imagine you, you're, you're trying to get to bathroom. The problem is um, um, you are... Okay, imagine that you're, you're on a path to a place and um, there's a fork in the road and you don't know which one to, which one to turn to. And it pre- presents a problem, but it's also teaching you about your own, the way you make decisions, your, um, your biases in judgment. Because the only way to tell which path you're going to take in that fork in the road is to look inside yourself and find out um, what, by what metrics you judge things. But, um, how am I going to judge this? Um, that's... The, um, which road is the right road? So, um, in in a sense, every finger pointing outwards is also pointing inwards. You um, you find out you find out about yourself, and you find out about how you how you decide everything. It's like um, it's like having a, having boyfriend problems. Okay, well, you have you, you're having issues with your boyfriend. So, um, what is what's that thing? What's the what's what's the thing that is having the issue? What's the thing that you're holding inside that? is kind of being challenged. What is that thing inside you that is being um, annoyed? What is an, what is that thing that is annoyed that is inside you? So um, that thing that is annoyed that is inside you is um, is the solution to the problem. It's either you take it away or you decide that it's too important to you for um, anybody to rest from you. And so you take away the boyfriend. It's a, it's a, it's a fork in the road where you either run away from it or you go and um, you take a path. It's all problems point inwards. All problems point to a solution. Problems are solutions when you start to look at it very clearly. And so um, the job of emotions is to delay us further, to, to cloud it. So um, it's, not, it's not like emotions are, not, are meant to be done away with. When you feel emotions, when you feel worry, fear, stress, when you have a problem... Um, you ask yourself, um, what does this worry, fear, stress that I feel tend to? If it wants to be expressed, then let it be expressed. But it's if it doesn't have a solution inside it, and any any decision you take out of that worry, fear, or stress is going to further complicate your life, complicate the problem. So um, you give it you give it its time. You take your emotions and say you want to be expressed, be expressed. But you're not um. You're not the solution to this problem. You want, I want to cry. I cry. I don't stifle it or block it out. But when, by crying, I release the emotion. And um, I have a clearer head with which to solve this problem, to look at things more clearly and find out what's inside me is being challenged by the thing that is outside or whatever the problem is. And um, you decide which one is more important, that thing that is outside or what the, that thing that is inside me, which one gives. And um, um, that's how you get past problems but you need to first see first learn to see how how problems are 
Söylüyor şöyle. Everything in life happens for you or against you. You have to choose. It's um, it's a, a right. It's your right to decide how things affect you. But everything that happens to you can happen for you or against you. Now, um, this way to interpret this thing that is just lame. A lot of people um, have, um, have terrible experiences and you know the cost they experience out and they regret it and then they um, they fight against it and uh, a little of you know pushing back against it with their own energy at things that are happening without them being able to control it and they think um it well it's a bad thing that this happened to me and it's just because the universe hates me or bad luck is mine Oh, I'm cursed. <laughs> well, it's not funny because the experiences can be legit terrible. They can be very bad. They can hurt. And if you don't have a place to, um, if you don't have a sort of grounding, if you don't have solid somewhere to run into, shade, cover, protection, it can really take the spice of life out of it for you. Yes, but these experiences also do something important on the other end, which most of the time we, we don't want to admit. But um, these experiences, they shape our character, they strengthen us. This is not an advocate. I'm not trying to advocate for bad experiences. I'm trying to say that everything that happens to you happens for a reason. And the reason you get to choose it's either it's happening to you in order to strengthen you or in order to break you down. You choose. Not the experience choosing, but you choosing. You have to choose how to interpret everything that happens to you. Um, you know how um, humans play games where we um, we are um, we, we're, we're running through a maze. Or you, you know if you play splinter cell games or anything... Um, even tempo run, you're basically running and something is chasing you and you're dodging obstacles and it's so fun. Why? Because, well, you're not really emotionally invested in the death of the character that is running. You know you can start again. And um, that makes it all on what it's for you to keep going. Imagine the character had the emotions and the feelings to be so invested in his own life that he decided, oh, you know what? No, I don't want to play. I don't want to play simply because I, I'm going to die. And, um, you know, you know um, if that happened, I mean, to be a very scary thing to do, this world would be, would be without any kind of meaning that nourishes. So, um, essentially, that same way is the same way you can learn to look at your life. Not to look at it as a disposable thing, but to look at the obstacles that come as... Sometimes fun, sometimes when it's too hard to look at it as fun, you can look at it as um, as a level that you are getting past. Because the only thing that is constant is change. Change will always happen, whether you stop it or not. You can either learn to resist it, fight it, and mourn it, or you can learn to bring the gifts, uh, to accept the gifts it's bringing to you. Or oh, you know what, um, 
life has thrown you iron well you take it and gym with it um life um is slapping you down well you, you your cheeks are getting harder um <laughs> these are mundane examples but everything in life that happens to us happens to, to either strengthen us or nourish us you get to choose well you also get to choose um exactly what story you want to tell with your life so um we're, we're, everybody's familiar with the gaff which is this blueprint that we were born with that um we were told defines our lives and this blueprint is exactly how things should go or you know if you if you're african you know you you you're familiar with your parents telling you when you should get married and um, telling you when you should move out of the house when to get a job when to buy a car and you see everybody else is running the same race and uh, it can be it can feel very intimidating very very and you can feel feel isolating you can start to feel like a failure when you're not measuring up to the measures of success you see on social media and it's not even about the idea that social media is a place where um, people put mostly their successes you are um familiar with people um real people who have real successes in their lives and and these successes they, they are nice things to have not just because every other person thinks they're nice but because you really think you're nice and um, they're nice who doesn't want a very fancy car who doesn't want a, um, a flash you know, a very nice house who doesn't want to be able to afford to eat anything that they want um or to um you know to hang out with anybody to um know top famous celebrities who doesn't want that i mean if you, I'm, but um, on the other hand, there's a reason why everybody has different stories to tell. And um, the goals are not one, meaning that there's no one way to win at life. When you say you want to win at life, you, you're saying you want to um, sleep to who you really are and win at the collective, um, win to the collective um, um, goal, um, collective idea of what winning is um essentially um it's like everybody is in a is in a in-house sports competition and then there's people running sports and there's people running and then uh, running uh, swimming and jumping and playing baseball volleyball and um it, it is fun it is fun to win at either of these things um you that's just if you have the natural talent for it it is fun to apply yourself and win at it it doesn't mean that if you don't uh, if you're in the spectators just cheering or just you know pressing your phone or just um playing some some other sort of game on yourself by yourself it doesn't mean that you're failing in life um it doesn't mean that you're failing in life it doesn't mean that you're losing or you're a loser it simply means what it means that uh, you know that's uh, it's not it's not for you it's not for you and um every 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 passion comes with a life force that it needs um if you want if you want to play volleyball you're going to start playing it and um, you, it, the the love for it is going to drive you if you want to win at something and that's why you want to pick something you want to win at 
if the reason why you want to succeed is so that you can win at something, you're going to find that you'll be running on fumes because it's not who you really are. It's just your desire to win at something, which is born of something more complex, some sort of inferiority complex. So back to the metaphor of inter-house sports competition. The person sitting in the, in the, spe- in, in the spectator seat is not losing because, um, or, or sitting in the audience is not losing because he's not playing. The fact that somebody has just collected a medal for first position for running does not mean that I, sitting down, I am last position. No, it doesn't. Um, I mean, you decide to give it meaning. Your life is not a race. It is a story you can tell on your own terms. You need to learn that. Whether you're a Christian or a Muslim, traditional worshiper or whatever, um, the most important thing you can do for yourself and for the people around you is to stay true. A lot of people take, take sides with religion, with things like who they want to be. Um, they decide, oh, you know what? I want to be. I want. I'm Christian, and um, I'm they Muslim, and this other person worships Ifa and all of this and um we, we we think that these things are real divides we think that they are real they are that they are real lines that we shouldn't cross <laughs> but um the only god that there is is not you but inside yourself um because um who you are the truth of who you are cannot be found outside you. Cannot be found outside you. You cannot find the truth of who you are outside you. Nobody can. There's no rule book in the world. There's no rule book in the world that can tell you how to be yourself. That's Asha. You have to find out who you are inside you. To find out who you are inside you is it's a very interesting thing because you um. You start to um, dig, 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 dig. Try to discover why you d- decide, why you make actions certain ways. You start to watch yourself. And um, that's what it means to stay true. That's the entire... If if you are at crossroads with um, the Bible and gospel and all of it, and um, and you think, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm, on the one hand, I want to I wanna serve God, I want to be a Christian, or I want to be a Muslim. And on the other hand, I want to stay true to myself and only do the things that I really want to do. Then uh, I will say this to you. You're a sinner anyway. And um, they are, you do things impulsively that are bad. Or at least bad according to the, the Bible. So how much more badness will you be, um, will you be expressing when you stay true to yourself? That's on the on the one side of it. On the other side of it, I guarantee you, hundred percent that when you stay true to yourself, when you find that when you do the things that you really want to do, having a clear eye about why you are making your decisions, not following any doctrine, not following this or that, but really finding out inside you why you do the things you do and acting from that place. You are fulfilling all the Gospels at once. That is how God is enacted. Our lives 
our lives are stories. Our lives are stories that God is telling one after the other. Listen, the only way to really um, piss off God is to not be yourself. Is to get um, blown away, blown over by influences, societal influences, pushing you to do this and that, pushing you to um, to get married, pushing you to um, I mean, I mean anything, whatever it is that you find yourself about to do that is, has no roots inside you is that's the only thing that is sin, and um, and. The things that you do to cover up that hole that opens, because a hole is opened inside you whenever you are, you are false, whenever you find a way to to um to deny yourself the truth about who you are. A hole is opened inside you, and um that hole is what the, and what people refer to as the void. And um what people do is we accumulate things to fill up that void. If you wanna know God know yourself when you know yourself to the most extreme levels <laughs> congratulations you are going to find out the truth about god well um i imagine that when you say okay stay true to yourself and then i imagine that you're gonna have you're gonna start asking okay um what do you mean how do i stay true to myself and how have i not been true to myself the truth is that um, we were born with uh, and given certain patterns. We're born and see, a, ch- a child is a patternless person. That's why they're so crazy. They they are always doing things that you never you never anticipate or expect. They are truly random people. And then what's throughout the process of raising a child, what we do is we we teach them a pattern by giving them pain. <laughs> so we tell them, we 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 hurt them. And we say, oh, you know what? You're gonna get more of this hurt if you don't do things this way. And so the child um, gradually starts to pick up all these patterns that we are teaching him, uh, and the pain is the motivation. So we also teach the child that in order that if you do anything, if you do things outside the way that you are taught, you're gonna feel pain. And this this follows us. This follows um, us all of our lives. Um, we have children who uh, are scared of trying new things, um, who are scared of true randomness because all their lives they were they were flogged out of it. I mean, I was with a friend hanging out sometime, and um, I saw a child. We saw a child t- touching a pool, a power pool. He touched the, the concrete part of a high tension pool. Yes, but um, we saw the mother just rush with so much energy. And fear in our body and start beating him, and uh, I mean that's that's just raising a child normally, right? But my friend made a statement. He said, "Look at look at that woman. She's beating all the money out of the boy." <laughs> and I, I resonated because um, that's the curiosity that's going. That's the um, that's the inquisitiveness that that is going, and um, you really can't change things about the world if you cannot change things about yourself. Um, what we are. What you're going to be if you never find out the things that are in you that you don't really like and try to change them. What you're going to be is a sheep, um, a person who just does things that he was he is told to do or she is told to do without thinking about it. 
Now, this is not a bad thing because um, everybody has a role in life to play. There are no negative parts. There are no negative sides. I mean, everybody, everybody is fulfilling the role. But if what you're doing is giving you pain, then I'm, that's it's you I'm talking to. If who you if you um you feel the emptiness inside of you, a non-creativeness inside of you, if there's that void inside of you that is opening wider, that you have never ever ever really found a way to seal, a way to address, then you must understand that you are patterned. It's the patterns that um that you were given every day that's following you up till now. You need to start asking yourself what was i taught what do i believe who am i under all this conditioning or under all the teachings under all the um adjustments that were made to my behavior from being a child up to up to now to be an adult is to start to ask these questions to try to get to the root of things and until you start to do start to do this you're going to keep suffering you're going to keep um, wallowing in pain and guilt. And you probably pile on um, coping mechanisms because um, it's, it's not an easy thing to deal with it. Yeah, you, you need to start to go read between the lines of your actions. It's like um, for the first time, you're no longer criticizing the actions of other people, but criticizing the actions of yourself. I'm trying to find out what are my influences. Okay, I do this like this. Who taught me how to do this like this? Why is this the correct way?